This is the MDRT Podcast. Technology can provide many conveniences for businesses. It can also create new challenges. During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters, Chad DeMar, Rockford, Illinois. Stacy Khan, Skokie, Illinois. Xiao Chen, Clarendon Hills, Illinois. Maria J. Garcia, Riverside, Illinois. Discuss their experiences with CRMs, e-underwriting, and more. We have spent in my company, Lang Financial Group, the last five years, many, many resources on trying to build out an effective and efficient way to grow an agency and service the clients underneath. That requires a vision. It requires focus on making sure that you understand the end game, and by the way, that changes weekly as you start to build out the processes that are necessary for your agency to grow. A lot of whiteboarding went on over those two and a half years, which means taking one process at a time. For example, as we sit here and we sell life insurance, the underwriting process. So. It starts with who is in front of you and what those health conditions are before you can even offer the proper insurance carrier. And that process just of evaluating what underwriting looks like probably has 15 steps. And each of those steps needs to be written out to be able to hand a playbook to a staff member to execute what us as salespeople do. Because if we're not out talking to our clients and getting them to sign on the dotted line when it's appropriate, now we gotta execute the contract and it's gotten much more difficult over the last 35 years. And so that process, we shouldn't be doing it. We're too highly paid. We have to have staff that does that work for us, but we gotta give them the guidelines and that is one thing we've found just a slither of what technology does. Yeah, what I love about that statement is when you're in a growth phase for the business, it's really important to tighten up the processes and make sure that you have the technology involved. Whereas, like in my space, for instance, it's just me currently. I'm not at a space where I have staff within the office. So hours sitting in front of a CRM or plugging data into electronics really can be against what I'm trying to do in the long run. So I know how effective technology can be because I'd been in technology for about 20 years before I came into this role. As I see myself with a staff person in the future, I agree that having that technology is going to be very important, but it's because I'm going to allow them to do the data entry while I'm still out doing the things that help the mechanics of the business work properly. And just to that, I remember as I started with New York Life, I was actually a technology desk side support agent helping the agents. And I remember there was a brand new agent who came in and he kept hours and hours and hours of talking about the CRM. And frankly, I looked at him, I said, you've been here six months, you'd be better out served, you know, just trying to find new clients and stop beating the, the CRM to pieces, get to a place where you have a staff person and then you got to tighten the business up so you can make it more efficient. So, On the subject of technology, my experience, so when I first started, I wanted to take over the world, uh, per se. So I actually have clients in about 10 states. So when I first started, I constantly traveled 
to, to the clients. And also, uh, as a part of my company's platform, I can uh, build teams. So I, I've built teams in some of those states, and I, so, so I took a long drive, sometimes flights. So my son was born three years ago. Everything's changed since then. So I've started using the technology of webinar more and more. Most uh, recently is the Zoom. I was just with the Zoom meeting this morning with the client. Actually, it was just a two-hour drive away, which is something that I would normally just, just uh, got in my car. But uh, now I, I've learned with technology, with those, I've learned to use my time more effectively you know, because family comes first. I really started to embrace everything that the webinar tools can give. And then also, I think I'm with the shortest tenure among you guys. So when I first started, I think all the firms that we work with, I think only about two of them had those uh, online applications, the, the e-signatures. And then over the last eight years, everybody started to come on board. So fortunately, I didn't have to deal with the paper applications. You know, and the, and the, that's where yeah, it's hurting me because for right. all these years it was paper application yeah, so, and now it's the EEA. Yeah, so now the EEA, yeah, so I feel like because I've talked to my colleagues who's been here for, for ages and uh, for, for a long time, they say, you're so lucky. Now is the perfect time to get into the financial industry because everything is so smooth now. And then well, last part about the CRM. So our company just started using Salesforce. I personally spend hours trying to figure it out because I want my team to get, get everyone to come on board. It, change is it's hard. So I would get on board and, and it's about six months later, maybe about two or three of my team is actually doing it. So I want to just maybe find more effective ways to actually get them. Because I know that system, once everybody's on board, it's going to drive our business even faster. Well, I actually have something to say about that mm -hmm. because what we did is we were building out our system, which the chassis is Autotask. It's an IT system, but we built out 800 tasks in it to be able to walk through all of our systems from life insurance to disability to group insurance. But the first question my operation guy said as we were building it out is, do you know what client you're most profitable with? And we I've been in the business a long time. I have... 60 pages of Excel spreadsheet with, you know, mapped out, which actually we've changed because the corruption factor of that would not be good. But what we did was we started tracking our time against the profitability of the client instead of just what we earn. So my hourly wage is obviously higher than my staff. And we now have the ability of understanding which clients we actually make the most money on. It's not necessarily what is on your QuickBooks. It's QuickBooks minus your hourly wage, which is what your profitability is, which is what all of us know. So taking it to that level allows each of us to know where we spend our time most wisely. It's okay if you want to give people your time, but time is the only thing we have to spend with our families. And people deserve time, but you certainly have to understand very clearly what you're earning from the time you give. Otherwise, I'm gonna go on vacation and I'm gonna go home and garden. If I'm not making anything, it's more fun. So this is a step that now 35 years in, these are questions that are asked of me and I don't like change. I'm old in the business and I've done it. I mean, I've always used technology, but not at this level because I have to book my time like a lawyer now. Before I call a client, I open up their record, I go into that ticket and I, it starts counting. And that is how I know, A, did I work hard today? 
Was I focused on what I needed to? Because I'm going through my 80 tasks that day, which, by the way, I'm not very good at. My younger daughter says I have too many tickets out there, which are tasks. But it's a matter of hitting them thoughtfully, prioritizing. We have hot, warm, cold, so I know where I go first. Not I have 80, who cares, but I have 20 that I must get done. And then tracking that time against how profitable, because I think it gives us we kid ourselves as salespeople mm-hmm. about where we spend time, and this way you can be, you're very honest with yourself, which makes all of us more successful. And members of MDRT? Has there ever been a time where technology has caused any problems or presented any challenges to overcome? A lot of silence. <laughs> oh, I haven't quite yet. You know, speaking to your webinar source, I have clients all over, and it's the same situation. I want to be as efficient with my time as possible. So the last three cases that I've run have been through a Zoom meeting, and I think the only place the technology becomes a little, what I use, it's you know not an efficient word, but it's a little wonky, is trying to create a space where they can actually see it if you need to draw something out, where it looks clean and efficient. So... That would be the only area when you're trying to project what you're, you know, across a computer system versus when you have a yellow pad in front of you and you're drawing something out. And then the other problem is is you can't necessarily always see their eyes. And to me, I connect with people in that way. So it's very important for me to see their leaning forward, their legs positions, you know, how, are they paying attention? Are they, you could feel that a little bit through the telephone, but it's it's not the same. Definitely, no, I need tremendous improvement, uh, tremendous, because, again, I'm just old school with the paper apps, the just uh, fighting myself and getting in the EAs, getting in all the technology that is available to me. And I think it's just my mindset that needs to switch and say, it's here, it's not going anywhere. And it, as Stacy just mentioned, it's going to help me tremendously mm-hmm. just taking that step and saying yes. I mean, the, it the, needs the, to the be electronic done. applications are just wonderful because yeah. in this day and age, you know, how many times in the paper application area you've got to go back and get an initial or a signature in that system, you know, 98% of the time can. I mean, there's some issues that come up, but um, you can't get it wrong in a lot of cases, which makes it a lot easier. Now, there's background stuff that happens that you have to fight through, but... Yeah, well, God, actually, just to respond to what you said, I think as uh, me personally, if, if I had a chance to meet the person face to face, I would take that over any webinar or phone call because I think uh, as humans, we actually do better when the communication is live and uh, personal. Mm-hmm. So I myself try to, you know, try to do as the best I can to actually meet the person, I think, because if it's a webinar session, sure, we'll have some small talks, right? But once the business talk is over, you know, it's, it's a disconnect where when you meet a prospect in person, there's so much you can do. You can talk, you can go to lunch afterwards, then maybe it wouldn't be as efficient. But I just think, you know, there is a balance to, to, to that, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. I want to mention something about e-apps in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit of a control freak in allowing my clients to not mess it up. So people, it's kind of like when a doctor comes in with the white coat and they tell all. And I write rather large cases, regular. That's I deal with, again, I've been in the business a long time, but coaching those people through the phone application is the key because my clients they're older they have health history 
They have crazy things they decide they're going to divulge that aren't the questions that are asked. Of course, you need to be honest and forthright, but if they say over the last five years, we want to know this, and they go back 20 to when they were in college, or 30 or 40, you have divulged more than the carrier needs, and you've opened up a can of worms sometimes. So I believe for us to have good outcomes in underwriting, which is what we're here to do, we need to coach our clients very carefully on how they answer the questions, what information they need in front of them to be prepared for that appointment so they're not frustrated. You know, they have a list of meds, but they don't know how many milligrams and how many times a day and how long they've been on it and even what it's for, but they've been taking it for 30 years. So it's really the key, because I've had a last couple of applications, they'll only do a phone interview. If you're holding a phone, you can't put the speaker on. My client went crazy, he hung up on them. He did, and so I didn't realize that I actually had the same situation as I was buying the same product, and I was like, what do you mean I can't use my speaker? I need to look through my phone and give you some medical information. You can't. So I said, so now I make sure we rewrote a letter how they underwrite, the e-underwriting, and said you have to have a headset with you. Otherwise, you're gonna be frustrated. And I don't want you frustrated, I want you to know upfront what you need to know. And this is how we all get good outcomes because it's aggravating right. for us. We spent right. all this time and then he hung up on him. Yep, and you're absolutely right because I always make it a point: answer truthfully. Just answer what they're asking you. Don't give a. As but you people said. don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll go back. Oh, yeah. When I was in high school and they're fifty. Yeah, right. So yeah. And that kind of is key to knowing your client. Mm-hmm. I think in some cases because there are times where the electronic application is just not happening. I will break out a paper application because I know who I'm in front of and I'm going to ask the questions or at least I'm going to take out the questions that are going to be asked of them. I'm going to take them through a trial before I get them to the telephone call so that because sometimes they don't know it's coming even though you try to explain it to them and if you take them through that process they're going to start to pull out all those concerns that they're going to pull out on the phone and you can get in front of it. So it's just key to knowing the client or a type and they just they just know what they know and they want what they want and they're going to they're going to end the process really quickly and you just you know who they are yeah and i think with us sometimes we face clients whose uh, the native language is not english and i think for some of those clients i actually still do the paper application that's the end of this month's episode if you'd like to subscribe you can find us on soundcloud and spotify at mdrt podcast thanks for listening and see you next time